0: Look who's back! Yeehaw! Awesome! Michelangelo. You dudes want to play too? Around the world! Donatello. Yeah. Leonardo. Hey. Raphael. Yeah. Yeah. All the good ones and you (laughs) know.
1: You are listening to Don't Be That Guy: Guide to Sequel Remix. This episode 340. I'm Marquis Mike. Yep. Next next time will be 341. That's how time works. I'm really good at sequences. 342. <laughs> three, 345. two, three three forty five. That'll be fun because that's you know like, that's in order. People love to lose their mind on Twitter and stuff like when the day is like. Uh, oh yeah, so. three forty five, three forty five. Yeah, that'll be yeah. a fun. Yeah. Maybe we do the movie. Uh, is there a movie called Sixty Seven? That'd be fun, you know. Episode three forty five. Yeah. We'll do six seven.
0: Yeah. I don't think there is, and if it is, it's probably not a sequel to anything. We'll call that our rapture episode. Yeah, because something may happen <laughs> on a, when you're at, when you're you got the numeric sequence mm-hmm. like that, things are getting get crazy. Yeah,
1: that's, that's <laughs> be be on the lookout for that. Oh man, I you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking uh, video games and baseball, so I think we just jump right into what are you watching? That's the one topic we didn't discuss in our pre-show meeting. You're right. I, I'm I think it, so. Last
0: episode you had the short list. I think last episode I watched zero movies. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna have the short list this time. All right. Not a zero. I, I will preface this by saying we've been dipping into some shows. Yeah. Uh, so we have put a lot of time into the Joss Whedon show on HBO, The Nevers. Mm, yeah. Um, it's not great. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but it did is... you
1: like Firefly?
0: Yeah, big okay. Firefly. It's like Buffy. Fan. Not Buffy was a little on the corny side for me. Okay. Uh, I, I think Buffy the thing I I enjoyed Buffy but it had that WB yeah. network quality which kind of drives me loco, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but yeah, I love Firefly. The Never's I don't think it's a great show but it is a lot of fun mm-hmm. and it's it's a it's a cool world he's invented. I really <laughs> enjoy it. And then um the HBO Max Limited Series, Mayor of Easttown, is Kate Winslet. Oh, okay. She plays a small-town cop, I think, in the outskirts of Philadelphia. It's in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's fantastic. Two episodes out right now. Huh. Extremely good. Extremely good. All right. So we're going to be watching that.
1: Um, I thought this, you, I, when you said the Mayor of Eastwick or whatever, I thought you were talking about the new Ed Helms show on Peacock. Which I know my history of Ed Helms is well documented. on the show.
0: I, I kind of want to watch it too. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I haven't even seen that advertised. Yeah. And then um, the one and only movie on yeah. the watch list and it's a doozy. 1994, James Cameron, True Lies. Oh, that is a doozy. So good. Caught it on cable. I think it was yeah. on AMC. Uh, I, I've seen that movie so many times. I'm I'm quoting every line, yeah. like, is is just driving, like, Jane Nuts. Like, I, I'm quoting everything. Yeah. She's like, are you crazy? I'm like, I have seen this movie. Oh, it's not a tumor. <laughs> what, what, what what are some of the big lines
1: from True Lies? My
0: favorite line from True Lies uh, is, what kind of sick bitch takes the ice cube trays out of the freezer? Yeah. That's, that's great. Bill that's, Paxton. Uh, Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Yeah. Bill Paxton has the, Tom Arnold's got most of the best lines uh, in there. Uh, I'm certain to like this guy. Yeah, I mean, we're going to have to kill him. But I'm certain to like this guy. Things like that. Uh-huh. Bill Paxton's got some great ones. You know, the classic The bet Gets Them Wet. Yeah. Uh, that classic line. I mean, it's just a damn good movie. Uh, so that's what I watched. Yeah. Some shows. And True Lies. W- and True Lies. Yeah. And, oh, also, we kind of got back into getting... Watching ER. Okay. So put a couple ER episodes yeah. in that list, too. So... I've been keeping it short. Been playing a lot of MLB the show. Yeah. Basically, is, is what I'm going to say. But a
1: cable watch, that's fun. You know, not a lot of people do that. I, I don't. I have cable, and I, I just I don't find myself just flipping through and being like, oh, I missed that. I missed that yeah. of like, oh, this is on? Yeah, I'm going to watch this. I
0: rarely do. Um, I was out that day, all day. I was out fishing, and I was just tired. I was out in the rain all day. Got home, got cleaned up, and I just laid on the couch, turned on the TV, mm. and it just was like True Lies is starting on AMC right now. It was just perfect. Yeah, and, and I don't do that often, but I gotta admit, once in a while, being able to just like catch a commercial break, yeah, get up, get a drink, you
1: know, that sounds. I may do that this week. I'm yeah, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch whatever's on TNT this weekend.
0: Yeah, catch you a TNT watch oh. or. I hope it's uh, Man on Fire. <laughs> An AMC, I like a good AMC watch. Yeah. And you can catch a few good men. And they also have super long commercial breaks. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, i got to get five minutes here. Cool, I can go out, uh, go out in the back patio, you know, get the dog out, whatever. Yeah. That kind of thing, so.
1: I've been really um, analyzing my budget and where I'm spending money. And, you know, I've been doing Hulu Un- Unlimited. And with, um, really with HBO Max and, and the Peacock Network, surprisingly. I'm not watching as much Hulu anymore. And so I said, you yeah, know, I'm going to save myself the six bucks. I'm going to take off the unlimited. And I got to tell you, not only do I not miss having it course free, I actually kind of like the commercials now. Hmm. Like yeah. when I'm watching like a sitcom and then they just had that little 45 second to 90 second ad break. It's nice. It is. It is. It lets me like
0: kind of look away from the TV
1: yeah. for a bit. It yeah. is.
0: And that's why like we've been watching ER on Hulu. Yeah. And, and at first, when I first started watching Hulu, I'm like, man, what, what is this commercial crap? This is streaming service. String yeah. Commercials. But then uh, I kind of like, commercials are serve a point other than They're just needed. advertising. Yeah. Media, it's it's
1: like, yeah. And Shows are cut around commercials. And it, like that little break's kind of nice. Yeah. And if you do any longer one, you can pause it and actually go to the bathroom. You're not going to miss anything. You're, exactly. You're, you know, if I'm in control of the pausing, I'm going to pause it mid-scene. I, I'm not gonna have that the you know, the, the editor's eye of like, this is where the cut goes. I'm just gonna like
0: I gotta go. I gotta yep. Pause it, mid sentence. And then if your bathroom break takes a little too long, you know, your screen goes asleep. Yep. Or if you like I use a the fire stick and so it like reverts to screensaver mode. i got to go through all the rigmarole of firing it back up. Mm-hmm. Which isn't much of a rigmarole, but it's still a thing. Yeah. <laughs> when it's on commercial, I just get up, go to the bathroom, commercial plays. Yep. Maybe I'll make it back in time, maybe not, it's ER. That's true. I can miss a scene. R I, a lot, I yeah. can figure it out. <laughs> yeah, well, true lies. That's it's been a while since I seen the movie, but good to hear it's still good. <laughs> Holds it up, man. Yeah. So good. Tia Carrera, right? She's the one of the villains in that. And Arnold looks uh Arnold looks kind of young in that. Yeah. And it's like it threw me off. I was like, man,
1: Ar- Arnold, you still look young. Oh yeah. You know, once a year I'll throw on like, Commando a Predator or something like that. I was like, yeah. Man, I get it. Yeah. I get Arnold's appeal in the 80s. Yeah. I get it now. But we get it now because of all that time he put in the right.
0: 80s. You know, and Jamie Lee Curtis rules. Oh, yeah. She rules. Bill Paxton rules. Rest in peace, Bill. Mm-hmm. RIP. He won't be in um,
1: Avatar 2. Uh, you know, him and James Cameron had a really... They had something going there. They had a good thing. Yeah. They really did. Game over, man. Yeah, uh, I didn't watch too many movies. I, I did. Uh, I did watch a few. It, it, uh, the ninety seventh Academy Award. I don't know what year we are on. The Academy Awards were this uh, this last Sunday, and uh, uh, I, traditionally I, I do watch them. I do enjoy them. This year, uh, the list caught me by surprise. The show caught me by surprise because we're in <laughs> April. We're two months past when it should yeah, it's have just happened. Just
0: in February, right?
1: It's normally in February. Yeah. Yes, and. um... Not being able to go to a theater, I coming by surprise. I I forgot we were doing awards season, yeah. uh, so I tried to catch up on some of the ones I, I did not see. Uh, I watched uh, and the ones that were available to me through streaming services. So I did watch the uh, Trial of the Chicago Seven, which I enjoyed. I liked it. I I thought the performances were really good. I Aaron Sorkin as like. I read that this was originally there was plans of Sorkin to write this and Spielberg to direct it, and I would like to see that movie. Um, but for what you get for a Netflix, you know, it kind of has like a made-for-TV feel to it, and like there are parts that's kind of corny. But I like the performances in it. Um, enjoy that. I like Sacha Baron uh, Cohen when he's not um, Borat. Borat, you know, that, <laughs> yeah, you're like hey, this guy can do this guy can do some other stuff yeah. Yeah. too. You know, uh, Mark Rylance is always great. I just I, Mark Rylance is a guy who's, I don't know, 60-something. I feel like I just discovered him in the last four years, and uh, he's a fantastic actor. Um, I watched uh, Nomadland, which is on HBO, or uh, excuse me, Hulu. If you don't have commercial-free Hulu, they do not put commercials in Nomadland, which is something I was worried about. I did not know how that was going to
0: work. You have to watch a commercial in the beginning. Yeah, that's how they do movies, right? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, I've never known. Yeah, long lead up and then yeah. Yeah, so uh,
1: I, I like that aspect of it. Um it was good. It, it's beautifully shot. It felt like it was almost like watching a documentary. I feel like I learned something about nomads, uh, which are just old people in vans who live in vans. Yeah. Who um, you know they can they can feed you all the bullshit about just being done with society and the rigmarole war of a nine to five but they're all compensating for some sort of grief. That's, that's what I learned from the movie. <laughs> Outside of Frances McDormand, who's like the only actress in the movie, and, and one other guy. Uh, when they talk, when she's dealing with those nomads, you're like, oh yeah, some some shit happened to you. And now you live in a van. Which is cool. I mean, you do watch the movie. And there is a part of me, at least, I, was, I have too much stuff. And I like my stuff. But man, there's a part of me that is like, yep. Just live in a van. Manimized. Let's just drive. Let's yeah. just go. Let's, I, I've never been to Arizona. That'd be cool. Yeah, man. Just post up at Walmart parking lot till they kick you out. And oh man. Yeah. Oh, and you, you or you go to these like RV parks. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and you just go see nature. Um, we would go to Burning Man. Yeah, that's fun for like a weekend. Um I miss my stuff. Yeah. None of them had TVs. None of them really had radios, which I, you know. You don't have to sit in silence if you're. Maybe you do. I. I don't know. They didn't have radios. Just no it's a lot of like radios. scenes. Of maybe that's why you do it. Maybe that's one of the reasons you, you become a nomad. Is you, just, you you like to sit in silence. You like to just disconnect. Disconnect. And, and maybe I have like an ADHD brain, and I just I need constant. I need constant stuff
0: around me. Yeah. I don't think I'd make a good nomad. I don't think. I mean, I admire. That lo- I, I admire, like, the, the ability to yeah. disconnect and stuff, but I also think it's a little irresponsible. Yeah. For who? Society.
1: Yeah. I was, I was like, how does that even work? Don't you have to, like, register your vehicle? Don't, don't you have to have a residence in order to, like... I don't know, man. Like, I, I watched a lot of, uh... Oh, so I learned about it. You just... You post up in South Carolina or South Dakota. You only have to be there one night, and they will issue you a South Dakota driver's license, and then you can register your vehicle. And then you get a you get a mail forwarding service, and that's that's your address.
0: Yeah, man. I, I you know watching you know a lot of hours of live yeah. PD um, before they shut it down for COVID and and other reasons yeah. uh, temporarily. Apparently, they're bringing it back. Live oh, PDs okay. coming back yeah. here. I, I'd go the sovereign citizen route. Yeah? Yeah. Is that a diplomatic immunity? Yeah. (laughs) you just get yelled at. I don't need a license. I don't need to register my car. Yeah. I'm a citizen of Earth. That's true. Got to have a driver's license. I'm not driving. I'm traveling. Yeah. Yeah. If I was going Nomad, that's what I'd do. That's coming from someone who hasn't seen the Nomad Island. Yeah. So maybe I should watch it. Oh, and
1: they didn't really go into it. I just, from my brain, I go, how how do these people do it? There's probably a lot of them that just go, "Fuck okay, it, I get my yeah. van, and I drive." Yeah, yeah. And I I was trying to think how would I do it, right? Being someone who registers my vehicle and pays tabs and yeah. you know taxes in my state. Yep. that's I what just, I was thinking.
0: Yeah, about. I just I just uh, there's probably a lot of them just like I don't give a scrounge shit. Scrounge up some, scrounge up some some gas or or scrounge up some money for gas, put it in my tank and go, find a spot park. Yeah, chill exactly. You go, you pick up a part-time job, slinging
1: burgers for a week, or a lot, well, not a lot. The journey you go with with Frances McDormand, and, and you travel a year with her, and so you see, she drives her van, she goes place to place, picks up a job here, she goes and works for like the park, you know, So seasonal work. So and, is she acting, or is it a documentary? Uh, so, she is an actress, there is a story, she is playing a character. Uh... Everyone she interacts with are actual nomads, but I think they are also reading a script or improvised or have like some sort of outline of like how
0: the story's supposed to go. Hmm. Um, so it's a it's a situation. Yeah, less funny. Less funny. <laughs> just as much exploitation. Yeah, <laughs> I I,
1: that's why I felt like I, it's a movie because there's there's a narrative and there there's a there's you know you're following one character. But the parts where Frances McDormand wasn't necessarily the center of the thing, and she's talking to people, or people are... She's going to this place, and there's all these, like, it's like a nomad gathering. Just like the gathering of the Juggalos, except, you know, <laughs> they're just in RVs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that almost felt like documentary, because... Then I, I was so curious, so I had to look at it, up, I was like, oh, that's a real guy who teaches a nomad class in the desert, where all these people... They're all, like, old white people over the age of 65, who... And they all kind of told the same story... Uh, my husband died. My social security wasn't enough. I sold my house. I got a van. I drive. <laughs> so maybe it's irresponsible of society that we have nomads because we're not taking that can't care. Be. We're not taking care of these old not people. Care of people
0: who um, just drive, drive in their vans. <laughs> um, you know, no, how, no matter. How, I don't want to get too political here, yeah. here, but no matter how much the the people. By the people, I mean society. Yeah. Take care of their individuals. There's always going to be individuals doing that kind of shit. Yeah. No. So. <laughs> there's going
1: to be. There's always going to be. I'm sure in an idyllic society. I don't know where that is. Switzerland, I always hear great things about. I'm sure there's nomads. I'm sure there's people who are just like, I'm tired of this
0: bullshit. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm tired of the rigmarole of, and, of free healthcare and being taken care of. And there's, I guarantee you, there's a buttload of nomads that are plenty well taken care of. Yeah. They're just making the choice. Yes.
1: That's that's um, that's briefly touched upon in the movie as well, but perhaps not touched upon enough based on some reviews I read. <laughs> uh, it was it was okay. It was interesting. I mean, it won Best Picture. It wasn't my favorite of the year, um, but I thought Frances McDormand was really good. She's she's always good. I like her. Yeah, she is great. She's, she's yeah she's great. I mean, yeah. she does. Uh, she she seems a little weird. She seems a little nutty, but good for her. <laughs> you know. Uh, and then I watched one other movie uh, on Netflix, also nominated uh, for Best Picture. I watched Mank. Um, ah. The story of um, Herman Minkowitz, who wrote Citizen Kane, and that. I liked Mink more than I liked Citizen Kane, but I also did not like Mink that much. Hmm. So, there's that. Yeah, I wanted to see that. I hadn't gotten around to that. It's interesting. You know, the dialogue's fun. It's interesting. There's funny. It's kind of interesting. Gary Oldman's really good. Amanda Seyfried was great. Uh, every scene, she- so she was not for the best Supporting actress. Every scene she was in, I just wanted to see more Amanda Seyfried. Um, but Charles Dance, Tyrion Lannister, he's in it. Um, but ultimately, well, it's just the movie about the guy who wrote Sisson Kane. And I don't like the movie Sisson Kane, so I, I wasn't that interested in the uh, the politics of studio, uh, of old Hollywood studio mm. systems. But, uh, you know, it's,
0: it's, I, I think I'd enjoy it because I am in. I, I'm, I'm really. You really might, like I think you would like it of, maybe I like more than Sisson Kane. Old Hollywood. It is a lot, there is a politics. lot more going
1: on. The story itself is more interesting than the Citizen
0: Kane story. What's um, what's what streaming service is that on Netflix? Okay, I gotta check that out. And it's David Lynch,
1: and um, you know it, it's shot in black and white. He he uses a lot of um, old, kind of in the vein of Citizen Kane in that era, like transitions. Um, uh, he does a lot of creative stuff with, uh, it, and it's kind of told in a like, Citizen Kane. Style, you know, it, the, the story's not linear. There's a lot of flashbacks and fours and things like that. But, um, it was, it, I, I enjoyed *Trial of the Chicago 7 and No Man's Land more than I like Mank. Um, but it's still good, it's still a good movie. It just wasn't, um, my favorite of the year that was not was, uh, The Sound of Metal, which I watched like a year ago. Um,
0: still haven't got around that, that was probably my
1: favorite of, of the night. And I didn't see The Father. Um, I made a joke online that because it won like the first award, I was like, ah, I should have seen The Father thinking that we'd never hear about that again. And, of course, Anthony Hopkins wins for the, for the father to end the show. Uh, and He was sleeping in his bed. As he should. man's 80-something years old. Yeah. Like, Go to bed, Anthony Hopkins. He woke up the next day. Just retire. That, why retire? He just wanted to catch you Barely Apparently, still doing great work. Doesn't have to show up to award shows. In bed at a reasonable hour. Wakes up the next day. Someone hands him a trophy. He goes to Instagram. Uh, Anthony, by the way, if, if you're looking for a fun Instagram follow... And Hopkins. I, I jumped to his Instagram because I was like, I, I heard he had given his award speech on his Instagram. Then, you know, he started doing the scroll. He's a great... That guy's just living his best life at <laughs> 85 years old. Um, out there in Wales. You know? It yeah. Looks beautiful. And uh, just enjoying the fruit of his uh, great career. Yeah. Good for him. And apparently he's still doing good work. I'll see the father one day once it comes to these streaming services. That was the big thing with these movies, That's, I, I did not want to pay for a movie. Yeah.
0: Uh, did, did, did you hear the, since you brought up uh, Mank, did you hear the big Citizen Kane news? No. See, finally? No. So, uh, Citizen Kane lost lost its uh, perfect rating. Oh, really? Yeah. An, an old... Was it because of us? No. Not because of us. An, an old 1959 or whatever yeah. movie review... Has A negative review has surfaced. Oh, man. And printed review surfaced on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Perfect score gone. But, you know what probably would happen is someone gave a negative review and
1: Orson Lewis had that man beat to death. <laughs> and finally, thanks, you know, to some internet sleuths, probably who heard this podcast and thought, there's no way it's a perfect movie.
0: <laughs> did some digging, found this, found this, uh... Old, old, uh, review. Yep, from, probably from some, like, small, tiny, uh, directional college school newspaper or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> they call it derivative. <laughs> it's contrived. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's what I watched. It was, uh, you know, it was a good weekend of movies, but just, yeah, this year with the slate, just, just nothing that super blew me away. I think I got a lot of good performances, you know. the uh, Jews in the Black Messiah, I to Chicago Seven, Francis McDormand. As far as a movie goes, it's nothing that um, super grabbed me. So yeah, you, we'll get next year when Top Gun Maverick's nominated for Best Picture. I'll be
0: I'll be stoked yeah, for that. I'll be there. I'll, yeah. My the thing is like, for me, not being able to get to the theater, my energy. Yeah. For for you know, that my appetite for. Like seeing the you know the the acclaimed movies and the acclaimed mm-hmm. performances, it just doesn't exist. It, it it's almost like I just don't care. So now I'm like, well, I'll watch True Lies. True Lies is is the shit. There's so let's watch this.
1: I, I know Oscar movies aren't for everybody. Uh, they they are. There's like a kind of you know they they, they go for something. They're they're, they're, they're they're more drama, they're more artsy, and that's not for everybody. Sure. Being in the theater helps me. Like, yeah. I get into them more. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, some of them are... You know, Parasite was a movie that we saw I, we saw theaters together, yeah. uh, unbeknownst to each other. And then <laughs> I've seen it twice at home, and it's it's great at home. But a movie like, I don't know, um, uh, Manchester by the Sea. That's a movie at home. I think I'd have the same thing with No Man Land. I'd have a hard time putting it on. But being in a theater where I'm like locked in, it's dark, I got my popcorn, I'm in a theater with everyone else, enjoying it it just helps. And yeah. you didn't have that this year. So uh I look forward to getting back into a movie theater one day soon. Getting close. Getting yeah. close, yeah. Cannot wait to see um Cruella in a movie theater. Packed people just hooting and hollering.
0: Always been one of
1: my favorite Disney villains. Yeah. I um I've never seen one hundred and one domination, so I uh, I hope that doesn't uh doesn't hurt me in my viewing viewing experience. Who's Cruella? Emma Stone? Emma Stone. Can't hurt. Yeah. I just hope not a lot, of, a lot of backstory, even though even though this is a prequel. Uh, I assume just because Glenn Close played. Yeah. I think it's perfect. I think you're gonna
0: watch this and then be like, "Oh, you yeah, will check out that." Direction. Yes, it, right. It would not make sense for a prequel to make a bunch of references. Just, now you haven't seen the original Disney, No. The, the, the old school Disney, like with the Glenn Close and no, that, there's like a oh the cartoon. No, yeah. I've never I've never, I've, I've never seen anything with 101 Oh, down the, I've never seen really? anything with dogs. That's surprising. With like, <laughs> with like, a large number of dogs. I, I totally understand you not seeing the Glenn Close. Version, yeah no I never it, saw the cartoon either wow okay yeah, yeah. it's uh because that's older right it's real old yeah yeah, yeah. is
1: it a musical oh yeah, it, yeah oh it was, they have the yeah, songs yeah, and stuff yeah. um cause my Disney really was like the little M- I don't know what came first, Little Mermaid to the Lion King yeah that so era was my era. Dalmatians and,
0: would have been like that previous generation I think so Dalmatians was old when I watched it as yeah a kid. so yeah I'm like that's like Lady in the Tram. Yeah, that, yeah, Jungle it's in that era, era where right. I just watched them probably because my mom bought all the Disney. Movies, right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. Speaking I, of, that. I'm not sure there's any music in the live action. I'm not sure if the Glenn Close says oh, yeah. the musical or not. Now you got to sing if you're in Cats. I see it, attention. but I don't remember.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking of children's movie, you know when I was watching back in the '90s, I was watching the movie we decided to watch. For this week's episode, uh, we watched 1991's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of Views, sequel to 1990, 1990's Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Turtles. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course, came out in 1990, uh, directed by Steve Barron, starred uh, Judith Hogue, Elias... Uh, Elias... Elias Cootius, Uh That's a face you know. I saw him as Casey yeah. Jones, and I go, that, he looks familiar. He's and then you IMDB to- him? Been in a million He's things. He's some stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, uh... Oh, it's a a bunch of, um... puppets. An- an- animatronic, uh... Yeah,
0: puppets. I think the, the biggest name is Feldman. He plays Donatello. Yes. Just the voice. Just the voice. Just, yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja of course, uh, based off of, um... Uh,
1: the, there was the, um uh, long-standing children's cartoon. Uh...
0: Its origins get back to the comic book. Comic book yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's been around. Um, I believe, actually, it goes like this. I believe it goes comic book. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then it goes toys. Then it goes cartoon. I believe the toys are out before the cartoon. Interesting. Yes. I believe Hasbro made the toys, and then the animated yeah. series started. How does that make sense? It was some based yeah. off a of comic book. Yeah, I'm I, sure there were X-Men toys before I the X-Men think, cartoon. I think the toys... And what the comic, though, is, like, the comic's obscure. Uh-huh. I mean, the the black and white, oh. Laird Eastman, Ninja Turtles comic is, like, that's an obscure comic. Like, mm-hmm. but I think Hasbro, like, someone in Hasbro is like, this is gold.
1: Yeah. And, and they were right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's one of the highest, uh, if you go look at, like, the uh, toys or merchandise sold from that time between Ninja Turtles, right there at the top, um, then, of course, the cartoon, wildly popular uh, a movie is then uh, in, in the makes. It has a $24 million budget, or excuse me, $13 million budget. Uh, it is the, so ninja Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is the story of uh, four teenaged mutant ninja turtles, uh, Raphael, Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo, uh, and their master, Splinter, who is a, a rat. They are mutated. They live in the sewers of New York uh, as a crime wave is sweeping the city of New York. Uh, caused uh, by the, the Foot Clan. April O'Neil is uh, reporting on this, uh, getting a little too close to the source. She is attacked in the subway by the Foot Clan, who are led by Shredder... Um, Oroku Saki! who has, um, as we learned, he has some beef with uh, Splinter. Their, their history goes way back. April O'Neil is attacked in the subway. Uh, one of the Ninja Turtles, Raphael, who was out seeing the movie Critters, Uh, Stumbles upon her. (laughs) Uh, Saves her, but she's knocked unconscious. He takes her back to their underground lair. Unbeknownst to him, he's followed by a Foot Clan member. Uh, She awakens, startled, of course, because she's surrounded by four turtles. Uh, Splinter explains their origin. They escort her back to her apartment. When they return, they see that their underground lair has been (coughs) ransacked and Splinter has been taken hostage. Uh, this causes them to go live with April, where they're attacked again by the foot. Um, they have to then go out to the country to regroup. Uh, and then they come back for a showdown with um, Shredder and, and his gang. It was You had recently rewatched watched this. Uh, but before that, w- what's your history with the Ninja Turtles and this movie in particular?
0: Ninja Turtles are... They are my childhood. Like, they are... I, I I, remember the first time I saw a Ninja Turtle toy at the store. Yeah. I wanted it so bad. I had no idea. I just wanted it. Yeah. And I remember being at Kmart with my mom and just begging and begging and begging. And the, my mom was... Like, my parents never, like, just bought me a toy at the store. Never. Yeah. Never, never, never. And her... Whole ar- and I couldn't. I just remember in my like her whole argument for not buying me that toy. It it her argument was it's so ugly. No, I I still remember that to this day. Yeah, yeah. it's a fucking Ninja Turtle. I I worked it down. I brought home a Ninja Turtle first Ninja Turtle I ever brought home Raphael. That was my first turtle. That started everything. I had so many turtle toys. Got into the cartoons. I was mm. hardcore in anything available for a kid. I was into many
1: things as a child. Uh, I remember you know, I was super into baseball. I got really into pro wrestling. I liked, um, yeah. I watched Power Rangers as a kid. Um, mm. Bunch of stuff. I got it. The Thundercats cartoon I really liked as a kid. Thundercats is cool. Yeah. The Teenage Mutant the Turtles always just existed for me. That was the first thing I was ever into. And I don't even remember getting into it. I just remember, as far back as my memories go, I was just into Ninja Turtles. Yeah. You uh, were born into it. Yeah. As yeah. Just, this was the first movie I remember seeing in theaters. And doing the math, I was four years old. I was four and a half years old when this movie came out in theaters. And I remember seeing it in theaters. Uh, so, yeah. It was just... oh, It, much like me, it was just that was my thing in China, I had the sheets. I had a
0: sleeping bag. Yeah. I had all the toy, you know, all the figures. Um, I was a Ninja turtle for Halloween, like six straight years. Yeah. Like, Oh, I had the, yeah, the plastic mask, you know, that was just the little rubber band. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, pajamas, I mean, anything, Ninja Turtles. I had it, yeah. you know, a backpack and all that stuff, and I, I, I fed into this millions of dollars, you know, of of things. So, uh, I yeah, I was super into it, but but had not seen this movie in, jeez, I'm 35 now. I I'm gonna say realistically, I haven't seen this movie in 25 years. Uh, so I did rewatch it, and like I guess, hey. I still like this movie. It's I think cool. it holds up. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's a super cool movie. It is um, the fact that I saw this at four and a half. Now I'm rewatching it, and I've seen like through nephews and nieces. I, I've watched um, children's movies, and this is dark and gritty and and kind of violent. And uh, you know, I think that's kind of made me. Uh, the the man I am today. <laughs> Not that I'm a greedy, violent person, but I think it's um, you know, I, I can handle things. Yeah. You know, at, at a young age, I was able to handle stuff. You know, I I, I went from this to watching Total Recall. Uh, and I think
0: this is a nice bridge to it. Um, yeah. What would you think on the rewatch? I know you gave your review last week. I mean, I I still absolutely just love this movie, and I, I and I wa- I rewatch it a lot. Yeah. I mean, I probably watch it once a year. I mean, I'm, and and I like. My history with the movie, so when it came out, I was, we lived in this tiny town. We didn't have movie theater. Like, yeah. It was not available. The closest movie theater was a three-hour drive, right? And so, I mean, we and we had one little movie rental shop in the town, mm-hmm. and I just had to wait. I couldn't see the theater. Yeah. I just had to wait, and then, and then, of course, movie goes and goes through theaters. It's... Four to six months later before it's on VHS. Yeah. Finally gets to the VHS. Then I got to wait. In, I got to put my name on the waiting list at the rental shop. Because he only gets one fucking copy. I, yeah. You know, small town, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I got to reserve it months in advance. Finally get to see it. Best one I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, finally, I think I got my own VHS of it for, for like Christmas. Yeah. You know, that year or something. And that tape got wore out. Um. Yeah, I mean, that, I, I just... I loved it. I mean, my friends watched it all the time. Always recreating it. Yeah, it... <laughs> it's... uh. So, fun
1: fact about this movie that I, I, I learned. This was the highest grossing independent film at its time. That... It it, it was shot independ, like, independently without... The fact that this was... The, the toys were so popular. It had a cartoon. The fact that this wasn't a... Fox or Disney or, you know, some studio behind it, it's just fascinating to me that as popular as the toys were, yeah, no one really backed this movie. So New Line just bought up the distribution? New Line bought, yeah, bought the distribution of it. And New Line at the time was known for Freddy, they, they were the Freddy Krueger, yeah. uh, uh, studio. And yeah, bought it up and it grossed, so $13 million budget, it grossed $202 million uh, domestically. So, uh. Quite the success yeah. for, for a new line, and I kind of like that it doesn't look like it. It just that how oh, it's shot too. It kind of, it kind of looks. It's a kids' movie, but it looks like it's a movie made for adults. Yeah. like the way it's shot. You know. Um, yeah, the action. It ca- yeah, it just has this yeah. like, like film over it. That yeah. like everything's kind of like brown and earth tone, and uh, you, you see it later when we watch Secret of the Ooze. How it, now it's brighter and. Right. and, and, and a little more kid-friendly. And this was a children's movie. You know, it's silly and it's goofy and they're saying funny stuff, but it just seemed also that whoever made it said, yeah, but we're also making a ninja movie too.
0: Yeah. yeah. And they they were they knew the source material.
1: Yes. Yeah, you from know, what, yeah, you tell me. Yeah. Uh, I, and it kind of, after doing research for these two movies, it kind of made me want to go get some Ninja Turtle-like comic books. Yeah. And just kind of... Kind of Dip into those. Yeah, I,
0: I I got into the Ninja Turtle comic books much later in life. Yeah, probably ten years ago. Like mm-hmm. I got a I got a cup. I got like a couple of volumes. Yeah, collections. Um, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. So awesome.
1: wildly popular. Not big with the cre- only a forty percent on uh, Rotten Tomato. Uh, this movie was also highly protested uh, by parent groups for. Uh, for its violence and its sexism. And, uh... So, but... uh, Money talks, and it made a bunch of money. So a year later, we get a sequel. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze. Um, All our favorite uh, turtles are back, uh, so we'll jump into this one. In uh... Directed by Michael uh, Pressman. This one stars uh, Paige Turco, replacing... um, Judith Hogue as our April O'Neil. It also has uh, more human people you may know. Uh, David Warner, uh, Ernie Reyes Jr., who was just in every karate movie. Yeah, he, yeah. I kind of just wanted to be, like, that was my trajectory. It's like, yeah, I want to be Ernie Reyes Jr. Just, yeah, any martial art movie, Yep, he's there. It did one lesson, me, but loved karate movies. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want to be a surf ninja. I want to, yeah. 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 Um, Bernie Jr., he plays a young pizza delivery boy named Kano who inadvertently encounters uh, burglars on uh, a pizza delivery one night. Uh, trying to stop them, he gets to show off his martial arts skills but becomes overwhelmed by uh, the odds. Because back then, gangs used to roll in big numbers yeah. to uh, perform robberies. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's one of the other about these movies. Is, is the, <laughs> obviously, a Ninja Turtle can, can defeat a dozen ninjas at a time. Just how
0: deep the Foot Clan is. Yeah. Now, these guys roll a hundred deep. They don't uh, overwhelm you with skills. They overwhelm you with numbers. Numbers, yeah. yeah. Um, the
1: Teenage Mutant and Charles, they arrive to the scene. They thwart off the burglars, tie them up, uh, and then disappear with Kano's pizza as he goes and calls for the police. Uh, we learned that Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo, Raphael, uh, along with Splinter, are currently living with April O'Neil in her apartment uh, since their last... Um, lair was uh discovered by the foot um splinter wants to remain in the shadows while Raphael thinks that they should live out in the open um meanwhile at a junkyard the remnants of the foot and shredder's second in command tatsu are hiding out uh where <clears throat> when uh their previous master shredder returns uh, having been disfigured by his previous encounter with the ninja turtles uh, April interviews Professor Jordan Perry of Technoglobal Research Industries about a possible toxic waste leaks. He assures that they have everything that's fine, but at the same time, their scientists discover dandelions which have mutated by the leak. April's cameraman is actually a spy for the Foot Clan. He reports back to Shredder. There, he decides to kidnap the scientists, steal the last ooze um, canister to create his own mutant fighters to defeat the Turtles. Um, the Turtles, at the same time, find out that their origins are through this company. They go to... I guess it's not really clear what they were doing there. They were just there to look for answers, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they decide, hey, we're going to go. Uh, but they run into the Foot Clan. We have another battle with the Clan. They lose the Ooze. Shredder, then, with the scientist, uh, Dr. Perry takes a snapping turtle and a wolf and creates, um... Toka and Rezar, uh, giant, strong beasts, uh, that have the brains of infants to defeat the turtles. Um... Oh, so while this is happening, yeah, I haven't written down like thing, but there's a lot of, a lot of twists and turns. <laughs> Kano arrives at April's apartment, um... Much like with the turtles, not quite sure what he's doing there, but he works his way in, discovers the turtle. He is told their origin story. Him and Raphael, uh, against the better judgment or against the wishes of Splinter, decide to have Kano infiltrate the Foot. Uh, but they're captured. Kano tells the other turtles what's happened. They go to rescue Raphael, but are then met by Razor and Toka. They have another battle. They fight the Foot. It's fun. They are overwhelmed. They escape in a, a sewer, but now they have the scientists. scientist tells them, yes, I created these monsters, but I messed with the formula a bit to make them stupid. Yeah. Because that would stop, that, that would give the turtles an advantage. Because I'm damage. not an evil doctor. Right, yeah. I was just under duress. Yeah. Um, I feel like he could have tampered with that ooze a little more. <laughs> you know. The Ninja Turtles, what, what I like about these Ninja Turtles, they're what, 5, five, 10, five nine, five, eight, maybe? Yeah, you know, their their April O'Neil height. Yeah, couldn't he
0: have done that? Did they have to be so big and strong? Well, I mean, in in relative size to what their original animal was, I think it makes sense. Uh, right? I guess it's true. And I mean, if you're gonna take away one one strength
1: of an opponent, do you take away their do you take away their brawn or do you take away their brain? Always the mind. Yeah. Uh, he tells them that uh, he can create a, uh, an antidote to the ooze, but they would have to eat it. So the Turtles come up with the, the brilliant plan of putting him in donuts. They meet Shredder again uh, to stop any further attacks on the city from uh, Toka and Rezar. Uh, the donuts sort of work, but are found out. We then get another fight scene between them this time it spills into a hip-hop nightclub where Vanilla Ice is performing and now the Turtles have to defeat Shredder, Razor, Toka, all while Vanilla Ice is singing in the background. What did... was This This wasn't your first time. What was the last time... How recently had you seen Teenage Mutant Turtles Secret of the Use?
0: Uh, this one has probably been three years. Okay. So you, you kind of go back to the first one more... Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, I guess the,
1: as from from a movie standpoint, what would you like? What didn't you like? What,
0: ha, how did this movie play out for you uh, on this rewatch? I, I absolutely, like, bottom line, I love this movie. Yeah. And I'll say I, I, I don't rewatch it as much because I'm always like, I'm going to rewatch the Turtles, thinking I'm going to rewatch Turtles 2, but I'm like, well, I can't watch Turtles 2 until I watch Turtles 1. Right. And I watch Turtles 1, I just don't get around to watching Turtles 2. Um... I, I, though I love the original and I love that grit and grime, I do enjoy the pop that this movie has, the Mm -hmm. colors. Yeah, it's, it's a little brighter. Yeah, a little brighter. Um, it's, it's funnier. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah,
1: it's just, though, yes, it, it is funnier. I think it is funnier if I was a child. Rewatching the first one, I know we're of the comparisons. As an adult, I found the first one funnier, just because you know you get a Humphrey Bogart like you know Casey Jones called him Bogey, or just that thing where they're playing Trivial Pursuit.
0: Like that's funny to me as an adult. Well, or as a kid, I had no idea what they. Were. And you know that that's another like how in, ingrained the turtles have been in my life. Uh-huh. Like watching these movies, Mikey does the you know does the bogey thing. Yeah. And then does the in and two also. Yes. And. Then my, da- my dad is like, okay, you're going to watch the movie that he's doing there. Because that, you know, when I'm 10 years old, I don't, yeah, you know, I don't you, know what Casablanca is. He's dirty rat. And then, like, so my dad, like, I think I'm 10 or 11, and he puts on Casablanca. Uh. And I'm just like, so, like, I'm a huge bogey fan. Like, yeah. Because of the Ninja Turtles. I'm telling you, it's because of the freaking Ninja Turtles. Because my dad saw it. It's like... Well, you gotta actually understand what he's doing, so you're gonna watch this now. And that turned like that. When was Mike that. was ten,
1: he had his uh <laughs> his canvas uh, trench coat and a
0: uh, Yep, watching dad. Maltese Falcon. Yeah. What are you gonna be for Christmas? Ninja Turtle again. Bogey. Mm. <laughs>
1: uh for me ever since I was a young age, I just always associate war and peace with that Trivial Pursuit question of like, what novel had over 500 characters <laughs> and, you know, span this. It's just, yeah, war and peace. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is brighter it's funnier. So they, they did tone down the violence, you know, based on the uh, protests. Uh, I don't know if you caught, uh, I never noticed it, but watching
0: them back to back, the turtle, they don't use their weapons. Uh, uh, hardly uh, ever,
1: you know, Leo, certainly not Leonardo. Hardly.
0: Leo and Raph hardly use them in two. Yeah. Uh, Mikey, doesn't use his actual nunchucks ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie's the only one that does. And he
1: more is just using them to trip people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a lot more hand-to-hand. So they took the weapons away from yep. uh, the, the Ninja Turtles. Um, yeah, the story's fun. I, I like that we're introduced to... You know, it grows. That uh, Shredder now has to create these uh, Razor and, and Toka. Uh, yeah. In,
0: um I think... Uh... I mean, we get, we just get more of that fun turtle action. Yeah. Um, to me, that's a that's a, a positive. Is they up they up the, the the fun factor? I think. Yeah. Even though the the and even even without the weapons, the, the fight scenes are still fun. Yeah, they, they really are. The 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 puppets just work and they look great. Still, they still like, look I get great like we're not good. yes, they're
1: not real turtles, but I don't the they look like they're part of that world because they are. They're, they're, they're practical. Yeah. It, I, I'll never understand the CGI thing where someone does the CGI ghost or the C, CGI turtle for the movie we did and just says, yep, this looks good. It doesn't look... Re- like, there are times it looks... There's scenes like Marvel movies where I say, okay, yeah. That looks like they're together. You know, this act, this human actor and this whatever they're interacting. The raccoon from... Gar- yeah. That looks, I buy that, mm-hmm. but there's just the turtle movie. I just it looks so they looked like a cartoon. Yeah, standing next to Megan Fox, it, yep. it just didn't look real. And this it just looks April O'Neil is standing next to a turtle. That is how a Ninja Turtle would look in the real world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, just the the uh, even if there's no interaction, the ability that the eyes can like see a possible interaction between yeah. the character. Uh, yeah, the, the animated ones are just...
1: Well, we, we know how bad they are. Yeah, we did um, and, shadow or enter the shadow yeah. from the shadow. But but yeah, they just, like, the character designs, yeah. and, they just look... They're just terrible. Yeah, the, 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 the turtles the, are all seven feet tall. Yeah. They don't do that much ninja No. This is not... Nice. Like, the fight scenes in both movies are cool for a kid. Like, th- those are th- those are cool
0: ninja fight scenes. And and even though they're ninjas, they're not, they're teenage ninjas, right? Yeah. So even like the, in, in this one, there's the scene where they they sneaking in to save Raph and they're like sneaking, but it's like, no, you're not that sneaky. Yeah. You're a freaking turtle, right? And it's just, it, to me, that was just funny. mm mm-hmm. uh, Or when Kino goes to April's, apartment and like, oh, there's a foot, I'm gonna stomp on it. Yeah. I don't know how many times
1: as a child I said something was too rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that bit was good. That's a, such a funny bit. And they act like teenagers. You yeah. know, when, when they get the pizza delivered and they're so excited they're, you know, acting like fifteen year old boys mm-hmm. hopped up on sugar and, and, you know, playing football
0: in the house, you know, with April O'Neill as kind of their surrogate mother being like, hey, knock it off. And and even like the fight, like the the opening fight is a real good example is like they're they're almost too confident, cocky, yeah, not taking it serious. Yeah. But you know and that was the first movie too, like, not taking it serious, but then when things get serious, just like when you're a teenager, you know, you think that you know, everything bounces off, it's not a big deal, but then all of a sudden you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. I gotta you let out a damn. I, I gotta. I gotta write this paper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're right. There are teenagers.
1: They are. You know. They're. They're not experts at anything. Really. I mean, they're great martial artists. But I think in the first movie, they say, "Hey, we we did the the first time they save April from a mugging." I think they go back to the splinter and say, "Hey, that, this was our first time yeah. going out there." Yeah, and and, Ra- and Rap lost his side. Yep. Yep. He can get it back. though. Get it back. Damn. Yeah. Did you know that the voice of Splinter was... Uh, I, I did not write the name. It's the same person who voices Elmo. No. Yeah. Uh, learn, learn that fun fact in the trivia. Uh, so Jim Henson. Uh, this movie, uh, the second movie, dedicated to Jim Henson. He had died uh, the previous year. Uh, but his studio um, was responsible for the uh, the, the turtle um, suits and animatronics. Yeah. And
0: let's think of... Let's go back to how good those look. Yeah. Um... Can it really be, or is it just like, can can it be that much more expensive to do pre- a practical ro- ro- robotic puppet thing for a for a, a real life Ninja Turtle movie now versus the the CGI? Do you play? think the cameras just got too good that now that everything's shot in like 4K,
1: 10, you know, whatever, whatever James Cameron invented to go to the bottom of the ocean, and that's what we shoot movies on now? Does it now? We would just see the seams of a, of a turtle suit, like we, we now. Now it would be too obvious that that's a man in a suit. Where you know, I talked about the first one, how it kind of had this like gritty. It almost had this film on it. Everything was just like this this yellow tone.
0: Maybe now it's just tougher. I mean, that could be part of yeah. The, the, or we just moved away from practical practical. I just think we've moved away yeah. from it, and like we we. Anytime we do a movie that's like high in effects and we see practical effects and we're like or even an old horror movie or something like that looks awesome. Oh yeah. You know every every review we do with good you know we're just like and why anytime, are we doing this anymore?
1: Anytime I do research and it turns out something was done practically you you, you know it and or you hear it after the fact you go that's why it was so awesome. Yeah. Mad Max the, the new Mad Max Fury Road when you find out 90% of that was all practical you're like yeah that's why that movie kicked ass. Yeah, Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. John Wick's doing that shit. It's not CGI. Like, uh, I I don't know. Um, let's see. Okay,
0: uh, man. This movie's got a better pace too. It's it, real. It goes, quick. bam, bam, bam. Like the, the 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 original is a good movie, but the the farm the farm section is just so slow. Yeah. It just like puts the brakes on the movie. This one just. Okay. This. Okay. This. Okay. This. There's no. There's no stopping.
1: I love the farm section though. The first one.
0: I mean, it's that's good. my favorite part. I, I like it too. But you're right. For me, the parts in the first one that really slowed down were the two
1: um, Splinter telling the flashbacks. Yeah. Of uh, yeah, a little the origin stuff. Yeah, is uh, that kind of slowed it down. Uh, but this just, I put this on last night, and I thought, I was like, ah, oh. I got to the, I got to the funnel showdown with Toka and Razor. With 20 minutes left in the movie, and I couldn't believe how quickly I got there. Yeah. You know, it, it, it just... It really does just Yeah, it, it rips. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, okay, we've kind of compared the tracks, and, address, and we, we've kind of talked a little bit about the, the sequels that followed, and just... I... So, Michael Bay, or I believe he's the producer of these two that have kind of come after. So, this spawned... Um, a third sequel, kind of that follows this storyline, and then uh, more animated shows to follow. But then we get two more live action. So, kind of just in comparing them all, uh, what does this do better than than the one before it or the ones after it? I, I think we kind of touched on the color and the pacing and yeah. all that stuff and the practical
0: effects. Is there anything that the first one does better than this one? I mean, for the, the same reason I like this one, the, uh, that grit. Yeah, you know that more adult feel. That fight in the um, antique store is so cool. Yeah, really
1: cool, and it's probably not meant for five year olds. Right.
0: Yeah. Or even, I mean, that scene where Casey Jones is up on the roof and he sees Raph. Oh I mean, yeah, that is such a cool shot, right? Yeah. He's like looking through his binoculars, he sees a, a Ninja Turtle fighting guys. Like uh-huh. that scene, I just thought was so cool. That camera angle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, uh, Kino's cool. I like Kino. Yeah, I kind think, of. I think he's a good character. Subs out for the Casey Jones yeah, kind of human. And that, and that, that, that's one thing. Like, I'm bummed that they didn't bring Casey back. Yeah. Um, I'm also bummed that they recast April. I mean, yeah. Why couldn't you get it back? Uh, Ju- Judith uh, Hogue. Apparently, she also came out
1: and uh, criticized the first movie about the violence and huh? apparently there was some issues with uh, the shooting schedule uh so you know, it's an independent film but they i apparently they were doing like six day you know six day shoots and uh, you know with stuntman. they were just really overworking the stuntmen and she kind of came out and criticized the uh, the filmmakers and so they just didn't ask her to come back you yep. know she sent um buried the hatchet and uh her and um uh, Paige Turco, they go to
0: uh, conventions as 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 the, as the two Aprils. As the Aprils, oh that's cool. Yeah, I, I just wonder like you know, because Paige Turco, she's in a ton of stuff. Like, yeah, she's in so many shows and a, a couple movies and stuff. I've seen her everywhere. But I uh, just like man, that the original was a massive hit. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get her back, but you know things just kind of happen. Yeah, and then not not re you not know, bringing Casey Jones back was a bummer. Mm-hmm. And like to me, Keno didn't really replace Case. He kind of replaced that Danny character. Yeah, I can see we have you more know, than Danny, but um, except he can fight. Yeah, and and he's he's kind of smart too. Like like when he shows back up in yeah. April's, you're like, how is he here? Well, he he's like, well, April's ordering all these crazy tons mm-hmm. of pizza. He gets in this fight. The pizza's gone. Mm-hmm. They paid for it. Puts it together.
1: Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, I like the uh, the the Kino character. Um, it, really, it also just lets us some fun observations of like the '90s of uh, you know. He he says, "Oh, the Foot Clan—they're coming back together." They put a uh, word on the street: is they're looking for anybody with martial art experience, especially teenagers. And then he shows up, and the guys giving them the rundown. That guy certainly can't do karate, right? Run- the guy give right. the rundown, and everyone surrounding Kino who's like auditioning. 30 also, and- can't, yes, there's also thirty. None of those guys could do karate. Like, they're all just, like, leather, like, hey, what does what a, what's a punk look like? Yeah. yeah.
0: Not a karate punk, just a punk. Just was, a punk, yeah. yeah. oh, we're going to put them in leather jackets, and. And that was the era, I mean, that was the punk era, yeah. or, you know, the the, the the new wave punk era. And yeah. I mean, the, the first one we had the best punks ever, man, like, at that warehouse thing. Oh, yeah, Sam Sam Rockwell Sam, was again. Yeah, Sam Rockwell was rolling. I was joking, I, like, how, "How do you watch this?" And they're like, "That guy won an Academy Award. Yeah. He's a genius."
1: I, uh, I I'm always Team Turtle. The turtles are. I mean, they're just cool. They're they're cool guys. You know, we talk, I think we talked about this every time we watch a turtles movie or when we do the review. You know, they have their personalities. Everybody connects with one. I was always a Raphael guy. You know, sarcastic, rude, um, cool, but rude. A little bit of a hothead. Yeah. Um, but maybe a little part of me, maybe this is a little Raphael in me.
0: Wouldn't be the worst to be part of the Foot Clan, to have that, to have that hideout that they got. Yeah, pretty sweet hideout. Yeah. And well, that's a negative for me in this movie is not enough Foot Clan. No. Like they really wanted to, you know, they really wanted to put it on the the, the Razar and the Toka, which is fine. Um, not enough Foot Clan. Mm-hmm. I just like that. Whole crime wave thing going on in the first one. That's yeah. cool. And then as a kid, this bummed me out. As an adult, I'm still bummed out. This and I don't know if it's uh I don't know the deal why they went this way with Razor and Toka, but Shredder's henchmen were Bebop and Rock City. Why not go bebop and rock steady? Yeah. Why couldn't they go bebop and rock steady? Was it just too hard to come up with those costumes? Yeah. But script wise They wanted them to have the mentality of children, of Mm -hmm. of a baby, right? Well, Bebop and Rocksteady were not smart, but they were bad dudes.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would have been so hard... So you have a snapping
0: turtle and a wolf. I mean, would it be so hard to do a warthog and a um, rhino? I, I don't... It, it couldn't have made any difference to Jim Henson's workshop. Exactly. You know? Why not just... I mean, same mentality,
1: yeah. but just
0: have them be those two animals.
1: And so we're like, oh, that's Bebop and Rocksteady.
0: But then I think maybe you kind of lose on that little the little joke of these are the most vicious animals you could find me. Yeah. And Tatsu's like, uh-huh. And then you come <laughs> to find out it's a snapping turtle and they call it a wolf, but it's clearly just a dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. They're babies!
1: <laughs> God, that's so good. Sure, yeah. Shredder was doing some acting. He was he was trying yeah. to get his Academy Award for uh, for this one. Yeah. I, I, another thing I liked, um, really, and I consider this the fifth turtle. You know, somebody say April Kino. I think New York City, the character. Um, you know, I like that Rezar and Toka, they're destroying a city. And New Yorkers has got to be New Yorkers. Yep, yep,
0: yep. Let them
1: get their own get cab. Get their own cab. We got to eat our pizza. You know, we're walking here. It's, Look at those guys pushing down like telephone poles. Yeah.
0: What do you do if we come <laughs> over here?
1: Um, if we're doing a, you know, compare and contrast. So, I think one thing that really stands out, one people really remember from this movie is the Ice. Uh, yeah. And the Go Ninja, Go Ninja rap. In the first one, though, there is a rap song that ends it. Uh, from the group Partners in Crime. Crime with a K, and this may be controversial. I think a better song than "Go Ninja, Go
0: Ninja, Go." Oh, uh, I'm not. I'm. I listened it all the way through, I, and I was like, I. I kind of dig. I'm this. not going to argue with that. I, yeah. I. do think that it is better. Yeah. Uh, but those dance moves.
1: They now they do have the dance. The turtles are they're in on the act. You know, it's it, it's a song that happens in the movie and not just a song for a movie. But I just, I don't know if Vanilla Ice lyrically can't compete with DJ Keymaster Snow and MC Golden Voice. <laughs> the duo, of course, that makes up partners of crime. Uh, and their song was uh, Turtle Power. And it's kind of a cool song. It is good. Yeah. It is good. Yeah. And then, they, of course, they bring it up with, uh, with, uh, with Vanilla Ice. Do you need to see the first movie in order to appreciate this movie? Uh, to watch it, to get it? Uh...
0: It, I don't think so. I mean if you just have if you just have some turtle ninja turtle knowledge, no, but I, I do think you're like, Well, why are they living at April's? I mean, yeah. you know, there's some stuff that might not make sense, but I don't think it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think, you know, this is enough movie for a
1: child that you could really just throw this there's not a lot of backstory that they're they're gonna get. Then they can't do redo the history for you. Yeah, they do, yeah. Um you know, they, they do redo that. This movie gets a sequel. Um, Turtles in Time.
0: Um, rewatching it, does that make you want to watch Turtles in Time? I do want to watch it. I Turtles in Time I have seen one time in my life. Mark. Oh, wow. If, if that shows what I thought of it when I saw it, yeah, I've only seen it once. Oh, because I saw it
1: a handful of times. I,
0: my memory it wasn't good. I, I, I need to... I need to check it out. All, right. it, all, all these currently are on HBO Max. Yeah, and I got I those uh, I purged all my D, most of my DVDs. Uh-huh. I kept my Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Hey, you're a collector. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I watched them on HBO Max. I didn't watch them. On HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it seems like work. okay. Um, we've added this uh,
1: question. So, and I think you've answered this, but now that you've seen them fairly close to each other, it's, it's another year passes, you're in a turtle mood, which one are you throwing in?
0: I think, I think I'm putting in the original. Yeah. I watched, the, I, I think my,
1: I think when I brought this movie up, I think I said, I believe this is a case where the sequel is better than the original. And then re-watching it. I think what that was, was as a kid, I might have just seen the sequel a lot. But rewatching it
0: as an adult, it's definitely the first ones the better movie. Yeah, so I, I used to I used to tell everyone, Secret of the Ooze is way better. Yeah. And I'd always tell myself, Secret of the Ooze is better. But yeah, after re-watching it, I still liked Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. Still positive on Secret of the Ooze. But I'm like, yeah, there's just something more charming about that. For an adult, that mm. first movie, yeah, and uh, I'm sure I drove my parents crazy with all the lines
1: from Seagull to The use I would recite, you know, saying you know it's a little too too raff and all the other funny yeah, ones. Yeah. But equally, I'm pretty sure I annoyed them eating chips and calling them pork rinds yeah. and offering them to people because that also like we was like oh Donnie like Donnie and Mike's uh uh you know th- their whole thing they got going just. Pork rind? Pork, pork rind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's for me. But, TV News Trolls 2,
0: Cedar the U's, did we need it? Yeah. Hell yeah, we needed it. And, I mean, it opens just so fun. New York City, everyone's eating pizza. Every, pff, New York, the fifth turtle.
1: They make great pizza pie. Yep. So, I've, I've never been to New York. I, I do think we need it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a good movie. It's fun. It's yeah. it, it, it's a kids movie. I'm glad that there's like three of these, and I, I just had a series of movies that I'd watch. I'd get excited for, and yeah, yeah I just yeah had the VHSs, wore them out. Uh, this one's yeah, now as good to me personally as the first one, but there's still a lot of fun to be had in this this yeah. movie. Um, so yeah, we needed it. Oh, I skipped a question because I, I was thinking about the remakes just now.
0: Would you like to see another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie done now in 2021? Uh, can I have full control of, creative control of the movie? You're the, yeah. Then yes. You're the producer. I would make the best Ninja Turtles movie ever. Yeah, I, we gotta get away from the, 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 the Michael Bay the, the, style. The, the problem right now, Mark, is Nickelodeon owns a Ninja Turtles. Yes. Yeah. Nickelodeon is a kids. They have their animated series yeah. that they're doing. Nickelodeon is a is a kids' thing. Yeah, and and I and I get it. Um, I haven't seen any of the new cartoons. Right. I've heard they're okay. Um, the The newest one I've seen was the crossover Ninja Turtles Batman, mm-hmm. and that's awesome. It is so good. Yeah. Um, and. and you know the comic book, and then, yeah, I, I didn't read the comic book of it, but I, I saw the, the 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 movie. Um. So that's the problem is is Nickelodeon owns the turtles right now, like they own the license, and even the Michael Bay movies, though they're Michael Bay abide, yeah, they still were Nickelodeon. Yes, they still had green like you know yeah. green slime sprayed all over them. Mm. Um. That that's a problem. From what I understand, Seth Rogen is developing a Ninja Turtles, I think, movie. Oh. And his, from what I understand from reading about Seth Rogen's Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. movie, is he's going to dive more into being a teenager. Mm. The angst of, of being a teenager versus being a superhero. Yeah. So that that's got me intrigued. Um, I like Seth Rogen as an actor. Mm-hmm. I think he's funny. Yep. Well, you know, anyway,
1: as a um, as a creative force, you know, as a content creator, uh, he actually he puts out a lot of stuff. And like a lot of you know, I mean, he was the guy behind Bad, mm-hmm. He did the show Preacher. Like that's Seth Rogen who does that. Yep. There's a ton of stuff that like Seth Rogen and his writing partner do. So. Um, yeah, I'd be interested in
0: that. Um, angsty. angsty. Yeah, and it would be interesting, like, because, yeah, yeah with, with Preacher, you know, coming from that comic book, uh-huh. I mean, that is that ain't no kid's comic, right? No. And to make a show out of it, which I haven't, I've only seen, like, one episode of the yeah. show. And I enjoyed it. But uh, it could, could be good. But yeah. could be good, like, if, uh, I mean... That's the thing. The thing, though, is it's it's that Nickelodeon thing. Like, are they gonna let them make a a great? I, I want to see a gritty, dark Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah, live action. I want, but still has the humor from their personality. The humor, because that's what... right. It's not yeah. the
1: slime and the and the pratfalls. It's, it's it's their it's that they're it's that they have these personalities, but they're ninjas. It's, it's yeah. that they're kids, the, you know, they're teenagers that have to
0: like navigate this world yeah the quips and the jokes and stuff but yeah but, you know you can up the violence a little bit yeah. you know
1: i i'd like to see if you know if we're talking uh you know full creative control, it goes back to new line cinema horror guys know how to make practical stuff look yeah. good we get teenage mutant turtles versus freddy yeah versus jason we just mix yeah. them mix all together all. and uh we get that big crossover <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I, i'd like to see i'd like to see it come back um well, okay. on the turtle, on the Ninja Turtles news front, mm-hmm. like currently the Ninja Turtles have never and will never exit my life. Like on other than the Seth Rogen news thing, yeah, and Seth Rogen Ninja Turtles. On the Ninja Turtles news front, the team behind the recent video game hit Streets of Rage four. Okay, they they revitalized the Streets of Rage series, which is a beat 'em up game. Yeah, classic arcade, classic arcade, yeah. and we can't forget. That there are some really stellar Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles video games out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are, that team that revitalized Streets of Rage on Streets of Rage 4, which I've played hundreds of hours of. It's fantastic. Uh-huh. They, this summer, are releasing a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge video game. Oh. So it's something, some little, little turtle news yeah. for you. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, as it, Mike said, the turtle games are always always fun. Always fun yeah. and, and they're well there have been some bad ones. Okay. The last one that came out was crap. Mm. But this one has legit it's gonna be good, I think. Alright. On um, all your all your uh, favorite consoles. Yeah, look forward to that. And if you got if you got game pass, check out Street to Rage 4 or Switch. There you or, go. It's on all the systems. Yeah.
1: Uh, so yeah <laughs> check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secret of the Ooze check out
0: Streets um, of Rage check uh, out Game Pass not to make this a new video game podcast check out, uh, <laughs> check out what Seth Rogen's up to Seth Rogen and uh, maybe play some will be the show there you know, go it's fantastic. That's, that's what we're
1: leaving you with <laughs> uh, if you have thoughts about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, you know if, if we just completely miss the boat on the Michael Bay if we just don't get it email us dbtgpodcasts gmail.com we should write a script we should write Ninja Turtles we should yeah I got a, I got a software. We should do it. I got a program.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How many assholes are sitting in their basement writing ninja turtle scripts right now that are our age? Oh. At least thirty two. Yeah, at least thirty two guys. At least thirty two guys. Yeah, go, yeah, have they have this idea of like we need to write a script. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna do it though. Not just any script, a ninja turtle script. Yes. If it's just any script, millions. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: And, and then or or those how many are just our age writing um scripts for franchises from the 90s. Yeah. Then that's a... You know, it's less, but it's still in the millions. And then if you go specifically Teenage Mutant and the Turtles, it's got to be in the hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be in the hundreds. (laughs) Uh, That'll do it this week. Uh, We're going to be back with more video game talk, more 90s talk. We are watching... A more Academy Awards talk? Possibly. We're watching a 2021 release. We're watching the new Mortal Kombat movie, which is in theaters and on HBO Max, so you can uh, get ahead of the game uh, with us. We're going to do that next week. Uh, Till then, it's
0: been Don't Be That Guy Guide to Sequel Remix. Cowabunga, dudes! Pizza? Hmm.